Hello. You have reached Uniquely Us Guild podcast with your host, Danny Rorty, and special guests, which will be named when the podcast starts. I want to thank you for coming to my podcast. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you get some insight on this podcast. Anyway, please like, follow, share, and subscribe. And now, off we go to the podcast. Hello, this is Daniel Rorty, and this is Uniquely Us. Uh, I am here with a friend of mine that I haven't actually talked to for probably 10 years or so, right? Or eight years, seven years? I can't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, her name is Leanne, uh, and um, uh, I am going to interview her for my podcast that I'm doing through the Lend Fellowship Program. Uh, this is a disability advocacy, uh, podcast, uh, and disability justice. So I'll be asking her questions and, uh, she'll be giving her personal opinion and personal answers. Um, just FYI, those opinions are, are strictly her opinions. Uh, you, you may not uh, agree with them, but, uh, that's why I do this podcast. I, I let people speak their mind. And, uh, make, you know, have the government, if they listen to this, you know, uh, see what people with disabilities honestly really want from their end. So, um, starting off, uh, hello, Leanne, how are you? I'm very good, sir. Good, good. So... We'll start out with the first question. What is the disability that you identify or have? My primary disability is dissociative identity disorder. I have four personalities, but I also have several TBIs, and I am being tested for being on the autism spectrum as well. Okay. Wow. Um, what is your passion with, uh, helping individuals with autism or other disabilities? Like, do you have any likes or dislikes about, you know, helping people with individuals with autism or disabilities? I am actually classically trained as a paraeducator. Okay. I, I went to school at Century College for special ed, uh, education and I was actually recruited to become a special ed teacher. Nice. Uh, I specialize in autism uh, because my father is on the spectrum. Okay. That I grew up with. My 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 first husband had autism, and my best friend also has autism, Asperger spectrum. Okay, good. So you kind of have experience in the field. Good, good. All right. Uh, so what is life? Go ahead. With generalized disabilities, I also worked as um, a self-advocate through uh, um, Jay Arthur's when they had the advocacy group as well. Oh, good, good. Nice. Uh, what is life like being an individual? For a type of yeah. So what is life like being an, an individual with a disability? 
it's very different than being the average person. Um, I see the world through a different lens because I see it from four different people's perspective. Um, I think is the hardest part of having my disability is all of them are different ages. I even have multiple genders. Uh, so seeing it through the lens of both male and female, and then both as a youth and as an adult on any given day, it can be very confusing, very disorienting, very daunting. Okay. Um, if you had $10 million, what would you do with it and why? For me to have $10 million, I think I would more or less invest in the advocacy community and that of also those that are incarcerated with mental illness. That's good. Better programs, better rehabilitation. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's, that would be very wise. Um, what would you like to see the government do to help people with disabilities thrive? I think that the government specifically should be more interested in um, the disabilities that their constituents have versus um, the basically uh, we're looking from the sidelines and we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, is my opinion of their stance right now. Um, my, 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 I just got married three years ago to another gentleman with DID. He almost lost his Medicare because the government didn't understand that disability Medicare is one of the most important things that could ever be helpful at this time. Okay. But I also think that the government should be able to realize and really authenticate whether disabilities are being used as a crutch or as an actual disability, because I've experienced both. Yeah. I know I, a lot of people who benefit from disability and can go to work. Yeah, I think there needs to be more disability political figures, too, because, I mean, if they have, like, an inside scoop, you know, I oh, think that sure. should... We should have that too. Um, if you could talk to your political representative, what two or three things would you like them to do to help people in their circumstances? I think the biggest one would be uh, really opening the doors for rehabilitation and programs that are more disability-centric uh, for both work, school, and regular living. Uh, independent living is a big struggle for those with disabilities, especially when they don't know what their disability is and don't have the treatments they need. Anything else you'd like to add to that one? Um, I think that, I, I think that uh, the government did well just starting the omnibus or the Olmstead project, but I think there is much to be improved on. Yeah, yeah, there's more that can be done for programming for disabilities, both mentally ill and cognitive delay. Yeah, 
to be fair, I don't see autism as either. Yeah, I, it's I, a different way of thinking. It's a different way of living. I it's agree. It's not necessarily. I don't see it as something a disability. It's an alternate lifestyle. Correct. Correct. Hence the shirt. <laughs> it's not a disability. It's a different ability. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, for sure. Uh, if there's any, was well, any most of the people I know with autism. Continue. If there, my experience with the predominant uh, autism is the fact that actually most of these live, most people with autism live independent lives, essentially undiagnosed or or unrecognizable from the average human being. They are the most highly adaptive human beings I've ever met in my life. I can vouch for that. I, I, I think a lot of people with autism don't get uh, kudos for being so adaptive as well. Because people with autism adapt really well to that. And having their frame of mind also helps companies and businesses thrive too. I mean, having someone see it from a different perspective too. Um, I've actually met the most famous person with autism, um, and she actually changed the meat industry for the better, for the future, just yeah. because she didn't like the way the animals were treated. Yeah, and Temple Grandin, FDA, right? Temple goes Grandin. By her word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We need more people that will come forward and say. I think differently, but I can change the world. Correct. Um, if there was anything you could invent to make your life better or easier, what would it be and why? That is a very good question. Um, honestly, I've kind of made my own devices, but I'd never really want to market them. They are very specific to my needs and my needs only. Um, from, I wear classic uh, OFIs for an ankle condition I was born with. Um, and when I sleep, I have different ways of popping my pillows up so that my neck, my spine is structured correctly. But every person is unique and frankly, I don't think I have the ideas or creativity to find a widespread solution for all disabilities or even a minute disability. I barely function on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question would be, what would you like to see in your school district that could benefit or help disabled children thrive in school? I think for one, especially with the virtual learning uh, atmosphere, I think it's going to be more imperative that we focus on small groups and, and with the virtual learning, I think there's a way that we could do small Zoom groups for school with one para, four students, address their needs and 
study groups in this virtual age are are becoming more increasingly prevalent. And I think we could use that as a springboard, especially for disabilities, focusing on similar types of disabilities, really educating on their level, their style. In those small groups, I think paras need to be more prevalent in the schools. A smaller student to teacher ratio is going to be essential, not just for disabilities, for all learners. Even the average learner, from me being an education student myself, is even the average student has a learning style. And I guarantee you, no teacher can cater to every one of them. Disability or not. Yeah. In the culture that we have with 30 students per teacher. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. Uh, especially for the teachers themselves and the paras. It's just hard to have to be in charge of that many kids. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, next question. Bread for success. Yes. Yes, I agree. In general. In general, yes. Um, how would you like people to remember you if your life in your life, if you could choose something that is unique about you? Honestly, I don't live my life to be memorable. I focus on my family and my friends. And if they remember me, that's good enough. Good. I want to be remembered for the love that I gave them and how much they loved me, regardless of my disability. Well said. I've already found there's no guarantee in that. I've lost a lot of family because of my disability. Yeah. All right. Um, Either through misunderstanding or rejection. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, the... Of course. Uh, last thing... My journey for DID was a long and hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, would you like to talk about our history and how we met, if you're able, and uh, what was your first impression of me? My first um, encounter with you actually was not even in person. Um, I actually, uh, you do the, did the artwork for my advocacy group um, at J. Arthur's. Um, I had not yet met you. I heard good things about you, um, but from the Merrick clients and things like that. Um, but I'd never met you. You sounded really cool. Um, but uh, the first time I ever met you was very much a culture shock because, um, of the situation where I was living with a friend of mine, mutual friend of ours. Um, and although things didn't always go well for us, um, the mutual friend and, and me, um, I always was a fear, afraid of judgment. And because of the situation, um, 
I honestly was very surprised when you added me on Facebook and wanted to interview me. After everything, I thought that that would destroy any friendship we could have had. Well, uh, <laughs> that was um, not anything that you did. It was uh, the thing that happened with the mutual friend who should remain nameless. Um, uh, it, it was not the fact that I, I couldn't add you. It was because my ex was, at the time, was very um, particular on who I add on my Facebook because she's the jealous type. So... Uh, yeah, it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to add you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to add you. I wanted to add you. She just was very, uh, a little too controlling and, uh, abusive. And, uh, two circles of chaos added together. Exactly. So, uh, I was in a relationship with a mutual friend, and then you had your chaos going on. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, those two kind of colliding. <laughs> exactly yeah so um uh i added you because uh when I, basically my first impression of you was you were a pretty decent person um i thought you were funny um you were really nice um kind um uh you had a very um unique personality that i kind of wanted to get more to know um, and the fact that my ex wasn't letting me get to know you or get to do anything was, uh, hard because I thought that you, you would be a really good friend. Uh, and, um, then, you know, two years ago, I, I, I left that relationship and I felt, found somebody that's way better and a lot more, you know, loving and caring and, and, uh, so I added you and, and I thought, you know, we should, you know, rekindle that friendship and, uh, so far so good. So, I mean, I, I thought that if you were interested in wanting to be interviewed, especially since I started my podcast and it's kind of branching off, um, I thought you would be a good fit to be interviewed. So honestly, my first impression of you was just that you were a really nice person and I really wanted to get to know you better. Uh, so that's the reason why I thought I should add you as well. So, yeah. I mean, again, despite the circumstances, um, I'm glad that we were able to become friends again. So I'm very happy. All right. So hold on. My computer froze. See your second. Uh, there we go. All right. So. Uh, would you like to share information about you or if you want people to be able to reach out to you or hit you up somehow, uh, what information would you like to share? Um, yeah, I am always, uh, fielding, uh, new ideas, new people in my life. Um, like I said, I also volunteer as a peer advocate. Uh, both in, uh, um, I do uh, peer advocacy for um, disabilities, but I also do it for uh, domestic abuse victims. Um, 
I can be I can be reached on Facebook through my messenger uh, under Lee Ann Kersher Feigerhout. That is L E E capital A N N E K I R S C H E R hyphen F A G E R H A U G. All right, you heard that. I will put. Way to get hold of me. Yep. So I will put that information in the description uh, so that you have that as well. Uh, so you can look down below this podcast and you'll see the information uh, how to contact or reach her if you need to via Facebook. Um, so winding down, do you have any questions for me to answer? No, sir. None? <laughs> all right well um so uh uh do you have do you want to sign out with the thing on the bottom of the sheet or do you want me to sign you out i mean there's that end of the podcast where you say you know what i had you say if you remember it to grab it but i can i can look it up yeah i kind of like having the guests say it so if you are able to say it um that would be preferable you're listening to uniquely us guild podcast with my host danny royerty and i your special guest leanne keelan Remember, be uniquely you so we can be uniquely us. Thank you for joining, and uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe, follow, and share. Leanne, it was a great being able to talk to you. Uh, we have to maybe get together sometime. You can meet my, uh, my wife, and uh, we could uh, probably get together for like lunch or maybe even coffee um, if you're still in the area. So, definitely. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Signing off, Danny, Rorty, and Leanne. Bye. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Danny Rorty. Um, I'm basically signing off. Um, our motto to my podcast is be uniquely you so we can be uniquely us. That goes for everyone, um, not just people with disabilities. But um, please feel free to follow, subscribe, share, comment. Um, I really want to get this out to as many people as I can. Um, so do your best to uh, share the word, uh, share the stories, um, and share the link. I appreciate all of you who are listening to the podcast. Um, please uh, feel free to hit me up with the contact information inside the description and uh, via email or via text. Well, all of you have a wonderful day and thank you for listening. Thanks. Bye.